0: Hello, friends. Welcome back to Dentistry Unmasked. My name is David Rice. I'm the Chief Editor at Dentistry IQ, Partner in Crime. What's going on?
1: Hey, what's going on? Pam agliano Muniz, Chief Editor for Dental Economics. I'm excited to have this conversation today because, you know, we all want our practices to be more successful, right? And we all know we should probably should be doing different things to attract new patients or maybe put our money in a proper place or something like that. And we see so many things things out there, at least on social media and even in my email about marketing. And I never really know. And I think a lot of people don't know, are you putting good money after bad or do you have to spend money to make money? And so I really want to kind of cut through all of the crap on this topic. And I couldn't think of a better person. So <laughs> Greg Presty, welcome.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. It's good to be back on. It's been a minute. So uh, you know, there's a little different format, so I'm excited to kind of just make it a casual conversation about kind of what's going on, what you know, uh, in the industry and and hopefully give somebody something to take away from from this podcast.
1: I know I usually leave with like five takeaways every time <laughs> I talk with you. So guys, buckle up. Now, before we get into, you know, like the meat of the conversation, I kind of want to hear about what you're doing now. So anybody who knows Greg or knows his name, I know I always just kind of associate you with local search for dentists and generating tons of awesome um, Google reviews and different things like that, but that's not really your game anymore. You've moved on to a new thing and I want to hear all about it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I started, I started local search for dentists um, around 2010. So um, really kind of entered the marketplace just when google reviews and google local was really just starting um and we were really one of the first companies in that space to have a proprietary marketing system that helped with patient generation uh phone calls more optimization reviews and so um i founded that business back then and was ceo uh, up until january of 2022 And during that time we were fortunate enough to have you know massive success and growth we were on the inc 500 four years in a row um which is very very rare so we were blessed with that you know um award many many times and then so with that comes the opportunity for you know our clients and our employees to to expand into into their future endeavors right so um we were acquired um, by iTrack, which is now Amplify 360. And so we're a part of a, you know, not were, but they, we were a part of a smaller system. And now um, I sort of left LSFD, let them take over. So now it's more of a, uh one stop shop for them where they're working with dental post and a and all these different things where you have hiring, marketing, and so on and so forth. So um I exited from from LSFD in January of 2022, um, was around for a little bit there and then decided to um kind of let them take the reins. They had a whole different roadmap they were going to go on, which was a benefit to our clients for sure. Um, And then I decided, you know, we had so many dentists during that time, you know, sell their practices, right? They exited. And I thought like, you know, because we were getting them so much success, I, you know, they were exiting, but I saw so many trap doors that were happening when either when they wanted to sell, um, just not understanding that process, or even when they were getting offers and going into due diligence not understanding how to get it to the finish line. Um, And you know, there's always some horror stories there and there's some success stories too. Um, And so my next endeavor is really involving sort of like an A to Z approach, helping practices on the more of the consultative side of working one-on-one with clients where we're gonna be working with them to help really clean up everything in-house, which involves marketing of course, but there's the finance side and the patient side, there's a million things and getting them to where they're prepared to sell kind of, you know, on a roadmap versus just like throwing darts at a wall. And so next gen, uh, dental strategies is really going to be that A to Z approach where doesn't matter where you are in your stage of your practice, we're going to be able to take you and, and clean everything up or make you grow or ho- whatever your goals are to where eventually you can, you know, ideally retire with a nice, you know, exit. So, um, It's going to be a cool ride because we're going to be working very, very closely with our clients and they're going to get more of a, you know, direct hands-on approach and access to even me where that was really not possible with LSFD in the past, just because of our massive growth, you know, that really wasn't possible. So now it's really gonna be more one-on-one. So I'm really excited about it. And I appreciate you having me on kind of talk about that a little bit.
1: I have to say it's not lost on me. If you guys are just listening and you're not on our YouTube channel, um, you're like the Mr. Miyagi for the dentist.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I, I am, which is sort of like, that's what I've been doing for my, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, not a lot of people know this, but I've been doing martial arts since I was about the age of three. And so I'm the fifth black belt in my family. I have multiple black belts. I've been training in all sorts of martial arts from all sorts of styles. And um, ironically, my dad's first karate instructor was the producer and fight choreographer for the Karate Kid, Pat Johnson, back in the original. So he's from Niagara Falls and where I'm from. And, and basically, it's just like it's in my DNA. It's it's never going away. So I thought I always like having him behind me.
0: <laughs> sweep the knee, Greg. I'm just saying. Yeah, Sweep the leg. <laughs> sweep the leg. Exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's crazy. That's awesome. So it sounds like You know, I feel like we're kind of going full circle in a way in dentistry that, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you want to have like one person for like different aspects of your business. Or now you, you know, you might want a team where you have like one person that kind of specializes in one thing. But I do think we as dentists need like our person, like our coach that's going to help us in our practices and, you know, all different aspects of our practice because there's so many facets to it so walk me through how it works so you'll have you have a team then and so say a dentist signs on they have one designated person that they work with
2: um actually it's so we have a team but really the team is more a team of specialists so they're going to be working directly with me on their entire strategy and game plan so really it's going to be the accountability will be with me directly and then so i have Excuse me. I have, you know, an MA firm, a CPA marketing that we'll refer to. So basically I have an, an entire, I guess, Rolodex where they're gonna be able to work with these experts through me and I'm gonna be, you know, sort of the umbrella of that of helping them navigate, okay, well, we need to cut this expense. We need to do this with your taxes, we need to do this with your human resources. So that way every facet of that i'm going to be touching but i have a team of experts that will make sure that they're compliant or we're making the right decisions and so it's going to be an entire full 360 view and they're going to work directly with me i'm not going to hand them directly off to um you know you know i guess an employee in a building who's going to be like their consultative coach um this is very much me working as a specialized You know, opportunity because I really want to be selective with who we work with, too, because, you know, it's important because if someone just wants to like clean up their books, that's not going to really work. We really want to run it from a from a top down business perspective where everything is efficient to where you are running that business like a well oiled machine. And you can practice dentistry. Hopefully, you know, at some point, whatever their goals are, get that to the point where you can put it out to market. And then I'll help them even transition from that point to close. So they're really going to be working with me directly and my team of experts.
0: I like it. So, question for you I think a lot of dentists underestimate the time it takes Mm -hmm. to prepare for that exit. You know, some people wake up and just decide, like, oh, it's going to be six months or a year from now. About how long would you say? the average practice takes to really prepare so they can maximize that transition
2: yeah so i'm gonna go backwards and forward so i guess it depends a little bit too david because you think about it like if you haven't really paid attention to certain things in your business right so yeah. say like um so you kind of just like hand your taxes off to like just a bookkeeper and you're just kind of like doing the normal i'm just filing my taxes and paying my taxes and i'm just not really doing tax mitigation or strategy you know you are absolutely missing things that are gonna come up later when you get to due diligence, for example, right? So it depends on what kind of mess you kind of have on your hands first. Sure, it, I would argue most are, it's kind of messy. Um, but let's say it's a B, it's average, it's, it's okay, it's not a mess, right? You know, I would say it probably would take about a year to clean up like the entire I would call it your, your practice portfolio we will say, right. Which is going to involve everything. Cause I think a gross underestimation too, is, you know, when you go to exit, it's not just about like what you're doing financially or how many patients you have. Right. It, It involves, what are you doing for human resources? You know, have you filed your taxes appropriately? Have you, you know, what kind of accounting system are you using? Like it goes really, 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 really deep. And so you're looking at that about a year and then even from going to market, you know, it's on average, it's about six months to another 12 months after that. So it's not like, and I think this is where you're going. It's not like, oh, hey, today I'm going to sell my practice and then, and, and I'm going to have an offer in 60 days and then I'm going to close in another 90. Um, no, it's not like selling a house, right? It, it, on average, you know, with that whole process, I bet you, you're looking at a good two years for the whole thing and that's in like almost a best case scenario right um cuz not everybody's doing all those perfect things and and that's where people find out the hard way they go out there and they're like why am i getting lowballed on all of these offers i can't do anything with with this this is and plus oh and they want me to work another 2 years after i sell it like and they don't understand that that's coming with it where those are the trap doors that hopefully i can help transition them through that understand like this is exactly how this is going to go um and then you won't be surprised because I don't know if you guys hear like I mean some of the offers that my clients used to get were just like kind of embarrassing I mean like just you know say they're doing a million dollars in production and they're just like offering them like a six-figure exit and they don't understand like I can't do anything with this I might as well just keep working uh, that's because it wasn't structured appropriately to begin with
1: So it's sunny out, as you can see. So like, I shouldn't be so negative and doom and gloomy, but I'm going to (laughs) throw something out there. I see it. I mean, thankfully, I'm going to knock on some wood. hasn't happened to me, but it certainly could happen to anybody where an adverse thing happens, like say a skiing accident or a car accident or a surgery or something that makes you kind of have to sell. Wouldn't you say that, wouldn't it just be good practice to just kind of keep your practices kind of tight? as you go so god forbid something happens to you you're like ready to go as opposed to oh shit i now have to like re you know revamp my whole life or now you're going to be selling your practice for pennies right. on the dollar because you weren't prepared like shouldn't we be doing something all along
2: oh 100% i always told and i always tell my clients and th- and i and i read this from um, a really really good book um, it was it was called built to sell and everyone should just go get it on Amazon and and just yep. read it. It's very, very easy read. Um, And the guy basically talks about exactly what you're saying, which is even if you're in startup mode, media mode, growth mode, whatever phase you're in, every decision you make, every idea you have, every implementation that, of a system, any of those things that matter, you need to be structured and thinking in a way of... Does this benefit me for my sale, for my exit? So to your point, you always want to have all that buttoned up. Because I've had clients where that has happened, where, you know, um, unfortunately, they, you know, get sick or they go through a divorce or what whatever happens. And they are forced. And it's a fire sale. It's a fire sale. And they don't have a choice. And though that bothers me because I'm like, oh, that's so unfortunate. You, you're you 100% right. you got to be doing that the entire time the entire time. And that was something, even with LSFD, you know, my, you know, with our agency, I was always thinking about like, does this benefit where we'll be in 10 years? Does this benefit where we'll be in five years? Right? Like don't cut corners, you know, make sure it's all like all the knobs are tightened, right? You ha- you're hundred percent right. Cause you can't predict, like you said, the doom and gloom scenario. And it doesn't have to be doom and gloom because think of it this way. To make a positive spin on it, part of selling is seizing upon the opportunity to sell within the marketplace, right? So a lot of people have this conceptual idea of that people are always wanting to purchase businesses. That's not true, because as we've seen, you know, now and and I'm going to speak not just in dentistry, but overall in terms of acquisitions, they're way down. Right? Because interest rates are high, these equity firms or people borrowing money from a bank, you know, it's way more expensive to them. So you take a hit on your valuation. So it's not as opportunistic. But if you time it right and you say, hey, wow, there's low inventory of practices, I've got a good business, you know, people are doing acquiring business, that might be your best opportunity to see. So if you're not prepared, you don't have, like David asked, you don't have like a year like you just got go like, Hey, you're going to make the most amount of money right now. And, 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 and just kind of make that more of an opportunity. think of it like selling a house. Like, what do we we want? We want low interest rates, low inventory. Right. And we want people like coming to us, right. You want to attract them. So you've got the doom and gloom side where you need to be prepared, but what if all of a sudden the market just gets hot. Right. And the valuations are like two to three times what they were maybe the year prior you, You might want to just go for it.
0: That's an incredible point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, I mean, Pam, you know, this right line up a hundred dentists, top 20% who are, um, somehow to the other 80% magic continues to happen. And the 80% are like, oh, woulda, coulda, shoulda, they were lucky. But to your point, Greg, um, I think what many consider luck, those who are in that bracket would share. Nope. It's just been constant preparation Uh because they are always built to sell. And and you made a great point. If you're ready at all times, life is timing and that window opens up enough, then you can take advantage of it. And if you're not, it's not, you know, it's not a bad thing. Doc's right. You're out there. You're, you have your degree. You can still do great things, but when you can maximize the opportunity, because you're consistently in the driver's seat and prepared for it. pay attention folks that's that's a really great lesson
2: and i think to your point david there's always this sort of and i've seen this for so long you know 20 years i've seen it where a lot of times everyone just wants to put their head down and do dentistry and not read dental economics listen to this podcast right it's sort of you know you know that's not like the super fun stuff right it's like okay i gotta pile through reading about what's going on in the economy you know that 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 can get boring right they'd rather just do the dentistry that they like to do run their business go home golf hobbies whatever you want to do and you know you really need to just commit like you said to paying attention to the greater economics of what's going on because you know as Pam knows we've done like a million webinars right one of the things that like I always harped on was, you have to really rip the blinders off and start to really pay attention to the overall economics, business aspects of, of this country, not just what you're doing in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in your one to two zip codes, right? Because you're just in a vacuum. You have no real idea as to what's really going on on a broader scale. If you're not doing, like you said, paying attention to it. Right. And so, You know, listen, it's not that much work carve out like, you know, I don't know, Friday afternoon, you know, get a glass of wine or a cup of coffee and go through, read, you know, go on dental economics website, go to wall street journal, like pay attention to all those things that's going on because all those things impact everything you're doing. And that will allow you to not get blindsided as much. And like you said, seize on that opportunity. And because, you know, when everyone had that mass when they were selling at like really good valuations back in 2022. Right. A lot of practices were like you said, just rushing to, Oh, I, I, you know, I want to sell now. I want to I'm going to sell my practice in September. And I'm like, it's July. That's, that's just, that's just bananas. That's not going to work. And so, but if you were preparing the entire time, you would have saw that, you know, in maybe 2020, 2021, it would have been more of an opportunity for you. So you got to kind of like expand your, realm of of um, of knowledge just being the know and all these different
1: things So let me ask you this because I get a little like a little bit of attitude and maybe like a little bit of smug when I kind of look at social media mm-hmm. and people will post, very specific business questions about their practice (laughs) and then they get all of these Uh. responses and like i should just create like a canned response and be like you should subscribe to de (laughs) (laughs) it's covered here and it's actually you're getting advice from an expert and not some random that you don't even know who they are and they've just decided to take a minute and and solve your business problem with one sentence so How specific? So you, I agree. You should kind of know what's going on in the world with the government and the economy and those things. But you know, you coach so many dentists, and you've worked with—I mean, I'd say at this point, what thousands of dentists in your career at least. Yes. So how can you do that? Like, don't you think that each practice with different business models and different locations, different zip codes, really have a specific need, and they need somebody to talk with them? specifically about their practice and not rely on a social media post to give you i don't know practice legal sometimes hr advice i mean that's a little scary don't you think
2: oh yeah i think that is that has been problematic in in dentistry forever i mean going i mean going back to the advent of the dental town forums and different things like that like and now you know you've got facebook and this and that i mean and all these facebook groups i mean you know you know, there's this saying of like a confused mind never buys, right? Well, a confused mind never makes a decision either. Mm -hmm. So when you're going into the realm of, I'm going to post a question about, I don't know, an HR policy, right? I mean, how many different laws are there and compliance metrics and companies and dentists who you don't know if they're successful or not or, or, or whatever, and you've got a hundred responses. Well, the direct result of that is one of two things. You either throw a dart at one of the things that you have bias towards or two, you don't do anything. And therefore you don't end up with your customized or more personalized approach with how you should get to that decision because you are right, Pam. It's being a dentist in Austin is not the same as being a dentist in, 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 in Buffalo, New York. Like those two things are completely polar opposites, right? For a million different reasons. And seeking out advice on those social posts is very, I w- I would consider it somewhat dangerous because you're playing with your financial future, your patient's future, your employee's future, however you want to look at it, like that is, in my opinion, very, very detrimental to your businesses is, is, is trying to get these advices from, you know, those, those posts. And, and here's sort of the, you know, this is sort of the dark side of it too, which is, you know, a lot of the experts or the groups, right, they're getting a lot of referral kickback from a company that they have a relationship with there's no actual like conceptual idea there right they're doing it for their financial gain not yours and so to your point that's actually why i decided to do the next gen dental strategies is because it has to be one-on-one with an expert otherwise you're you're just stuck and it's one bad decision after another
0: i agree i think what 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 we're seeing way too much of in, in dentistry now, especially as you mentioned, you know, Facebook groups and the the evolution from dental town and is we're getting very like task driven answers with no strategy behind it. And, and that task may work in a practice on transit road in you know, Amherst, New York, and it may not work at all over here not because of this, the 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 task itself but because there's no strategy behind it it's not part of a bigger plan so right. you know if you're if you're listening or you're watching like be very cautious to pull this tiny piece of information out when it's not part of a broader plan it's working for that dentist or you know i'm going to put the air quotes around expert because many times in those places they're not but
2: (laughs) self-proclaimed yeah
0: you know an an isolated win doesn't make it a victory it's um people like you who work with thousands of people who have thousands of wins lots of different areas that are custom built to whomever they're working with that really matters
2: yeah and that's the other thing too is like we can you know anyone can have a million ideas right (laughs) But we all know at some point, you know, you got to put the tool belt on and you got to go do you got to go implement it. You got to go do it. You got to follow it up. It has to be consistent. You have to do it day in, week out, month out, year out. You have to do all those things. So even taking that one little thing, like you said, and maybe there is a little strategy. We all know, you know, 80 percent of that just ends up falling off the deep end and never being followed through. Right. You know. Uh, you know you know how many times have i guess we're all probably guilty of this you you you've purchased something that you thought was great and then and then it just sat in your your closet or or whatever you know that's kind of the same idea right like it just sits there no one really does anything with it and there's no strategy or implementation or team behind it right um yeah I, 100% 100% so i guess long story short don't get advice from <laughs> random facebook posts or forum posts don't do that please
1: definitely not so you you know we're talking about planning we're talking about you know planning for possible great things possible you know catastrophes but you'd be prepared for that kind of thing would you say you know from your perspective like how are we doing like are you like oh my gosh dentistry needs me because nobody really plans except for this small percentage or are we all like kind of okay but could use some tuning i mean do you think that um the average dentist is planning their practice in this with this perspective
2: no no i think i think it's um literally you could do the one percent the top one percent are are well prepared or organized however whatever word you want to use right which leaves the other 99 um pretty messy pretty messy And, you know, when you think about it, like there's so many things that have to be dealt with and organized and consistently managed that, you know, it's not the exciting stuff, like I said earlier, but and so you, you know, you look at a practice, I mean, I mean, I mean, honestly, like the big one for me is, is understanding your financial house of what your practice is doing, right? Year over year, month after month, quarter after quarter, right? And I don't know if you remember this, Pam, but when we do the webinars, right? I would would constantly harp on the idea of the average dentist thinks it's okay if they have a down year. That's not okay. And the reason that's not okay is because the more consistent your business is with the financial aspect of things, the better you're going to be when it comes to exit because that's where the higher valuation is because if if, if someone's going to purchase a very stable business that makes the buyer you know one have to pay more two you know they understand you know i'm buying i'm buying something pretty solid here right and average dentist just doesn't have that you know system in place or the idea in place that you know your ebitda you know your cash flow cannot be doing a roller coaster, you know, however you want to look at it. I say year over year, but it's even smaller minute than that. But the year over year issues where like, oh, we, we had a record year in 2019, but you know, we got smacked in 2020 and then 21, we never recovered. And and then, okay, well, I plan on having a better one in 2024. Like that zigzag, right. Is really one of those trapdoors, right? Because I always say this, do you really think a potential buyer wants to pay the maximum amount of money to purchase your business? No, they're trying to analyze it in a way that makes sense for them. What can we pay the, the least amount of money for and make it the best for us, not for the seller? They're not overly concerned about you at all. So these ups and downs and messy things that are occurring inside of, a, of the average dentist practice, you know, really, really, really sting when you get to the point where you want to do something. Really sting. So consistency is key.
1: I love that. It's sort of like you might be messy if... You know, because I feel like we can, all of us could listen to this conversation and be like, oh yeah, sucks to be that guy. Oh yeah, I would, I don't want that in my practice. But if you actually take a minute and look within, read David's book and like take a second to look at yourself, you'll be like, oh no, that's me. I'm, I'm, my practice is messy. And I think that, um, (laughs) you know, we really do need to kind of, be a little bit objective sometimes. Take a step back, look at your big picture, and if you need help, there's certainly help out there to get you to where you want to go. Right. Um, so, Greg, this—I mean—I feel like this half hour flew for me. I don't know about Greg. you, David, like <laughs> crazy. So, thank you so much. This was awesome. It was so good to see you again. And yeah, where it was can great to catch up you? again. And
2: David, good to meet you. I know you
0: do. So.
1: And yeah, we have we're...
2: that St. Joe's connection. We, we go back to the, to the old days. So that's good.
0: I'm having motorcade flashbacks. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs>
2: the the Canisha St. Joe's motorcade, uh, football rivalry, right? Yeah. Well, if anyone doesn't know, David and I went to the same high school, not at the same time, but we're from the same, same zip code. So it's the...
1: cool, cool world. So Greg, where can people find you?
2: Yeah, uh real simple, just go to com, and um you know, that's that's where you can find me. Um I'm on Instagram and Facebook and so you can you know, you can find me there. I do spell my name different. It's G R A I G instead of G R E G. So it's G R A I G P R E S T I. So head over there. I'll be around, you know, certainly inquire. Um we're happy to to help, you know. We like I said, we are somewhat uh, picky about who we work with, but that's because, like you said, we want that personalized, um, really hands-on attention, because when you're talking about going to the point where you want to maybe retire off of something, you really need to have someone who is committed, been through it a million times, understands it, because it is it is intense, it is hands-on, otherwise, because it's not a cookie-cutter thing.
0: 100%. Mm-hmm. Pam, I don't know. They say chance favors are prepared, so friends probably be a good idea to get yourself in the driver's seat at least understand what it's going to take right i think that's well put
1: yes so okay everyone greg thank you again and for dentistry unmasked we will see you all next week see ya
0: bye guys Thank you everyone for watching or listening to the show this week. And thanks to our guests and sponsors on this episode.
1: Please check out our social media at Dr. Pamela underscore Miragliano and at dental economics official,
0: or you can check me out at ignite DDS or at Dr. David rice
1: and go to DentalEconomics.com to receive dental economics. You can choose to receive DE in print or digitally, and you can also get the details of our principles of practice management conference on our website.
0: If you have time topics or guests or anything you'd like to talk about on the show, send us an email to dentistryunmaskedpodcast at gmail.com, and we will do our very best to make it happen. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.